Rob. In the rough. Diamonds. Run. Run. E. Diamonds. Dave, I am once again pretty, pretty excited and looking forward to what is a really, really interesting episode this week. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, actually. I've been looking forward to it. 90s cartoon. Did you ever see this as a kid? I didn't. Um, I don't remember seeing it either. I may have seen bits and pieces of it, but... I don't remember anything about it. Oh, that's a shame because this is actually a really good cartoon, I thought. Yeah, like I I had heard about it and I've heard, you know, good things about it. And before we get started, I have to tell you that this intro is rad. I love it. It's so cool. It was so good. This is targeted at kids and the intro was absolutely badass. It's got uh, some some robbers who have just robbed a bank. They're running away from the from the policemen who are somehow not managing to keep up with these criminals who are running away on foot and the police are in the car, but, you know, whatever. You get to the roof, Batman grabs him. Happy end. Happy days. Happy days, yes. This is Season 1, Episode 13. I've got Batman in my basement. Run. Run. E. Diamonds. So good. The episode starts, Dave, with two thugs stealing an egg. Yes. This is the thrill ride we launch with. And we should specify this isn't just a regular chicken egg. This is some kind of magical purple jewel egg. I think it's a Yoshi Yoshi egg. Oh, of course it is. It's a Yoshi egg. Yeah. It's a Yoshi egg. There's a Yoshi inside. Are you a Yoshi? No wonder it's so valuable and sought after. I guess they're trying to train up a criminal syndicate full of Yoshis. Later, they hatch that egg and dragons come out and they become the Khaleesi and rule Westeros using their dragons. So this is a really smart way for um, George R. R. Martin to tie Batman in with the Game of Thrones series. (laughs) So props to him, man. It was amazing. (laughs) It's all connected. Gotham City and Westeros. (laughs) I love, I love uh, from the very first scene, we're, we're flaunting the laws of physics as they send this, like, really, really long grabby arm out to pick the egg up that's, like, 15 metres long and yeah. just having the fulcrum at one end, he manages just to pick the egg up and pull it back to him. Yeah, which he, <laughs> he pulls the egg back, which is probably a solid, like... It's, it's sizable. It's probably a solid four or five kilos, which, and he somehow manages to pull it back through the triangle, which he has cut in the window. Not a circle, but a triangle. Why did they cut a triangle? I don't get I it. I mean, I guess maybe he was being considerate of the structural integrity of the window, and, you know, triangles are stronger, so he cut a triangle so that engineers can fix Seriously. the window better. I don't know. Triangles are my favorite shape. Thankfully, Batman's on the scene to save the day. Yeah, but little he did is. he know, they had a super weapon. They had a super weapon yeah, ready to strike, Dave. One of the first times he's seen it in the Batman series, an ultimate super weapon. How much do you reckon a vulture weighs? I mean, they're pretty big birds, but I don't know, 15, 20 kilos maybe? What's your, what's your guess? I did look it up. That specific type of vulture... 
can weigh between 8 and 15 kilos. Okay, so it wasn't so it was it a is, bit off. Uh, well, I, I, I thought it would be a lot lighter. So I suppose if you were hit, if Batman was hit with 15 kilos, moving at 50 k's an hour, that probably would be enough to at least knock him over. Yeah. I mean, the Vulture in this, in this episode, is, is it's, it's big. It's a big boy. It's like almost the size of Batman. Well, how much would Batman weigh in his battle armor? He'd be over 100 kilos. Oh, He'd be very a... hard to move. Yeah. And the, the absolute best thing, how, <laughs> the best thing happens <laughs> when he does a judo throw <laughs> of the vulture. <laughs> he, he literally does like a classic judo throw, throws it <laughs> off the building, which would be to its death, <laughs> if not for the fact that it was a bird and it just flew away. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> This is just like the fight of the century. WWE, Batman versus the Vulture. It really shows us from the first couple of scenes, like, how this episode is going to sit. Like, this is ridiculous. It's kind of cool. And it's kind of weak. (laughs) It's kind of a weak story at the same time. Yeah, so now somehow, because of this Vulture, the the criminals get away with the magical Yoshi egg. Oh, no. There was one thing that struck me as well in that fight, Dave. While he's in the struggle with the bird, he drops his batarang. And yeah. the show treats it as though it's the only batarang that he owns. Like, oh no, my batarang. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just like a piece of metal. Of course, he has like 15 in his belt. <laughs> but it's like yeah. Alf- Alfred forgot to pack more batarangs in his lunchbox that morning. <laughs> <laughs> That was good, yeah. Like, the camera, like, just cuts down to the to Batarang that he dropped, showing as, as if some big significance. And what have they left behind? Birdseed. Birdseed. Does it imply... Does this mean that the Vulture has dropped Birdseed? Is that the point? I mean, I or guess, the, unless... Bad, the two bad guys Unless the bad guys, seed. like through it and it was like their way that basically the vultures version of like the bat signal right so they like they throw down the bird seed and it calls the vulture to come and attack batman for them he's like their that's, new friend that's some really good head cannon because i could not figure out the vulture couldn't be carrying bird seed one because it's a bird it doesn't have pockets and two because vultures don't eat seed yeah vultures don't eat seed they eat carrion and dead like dead yeah. animals and stuff if you want to attract a vulture you need to throw it a, a kangaroo from the side yeah, of the right is it that just um <laughs> open up the bag and pull out a, like, a dead half decomposed possum or something <laughs> it's a possum <laughs> you ever have like a wild animal trapped in your house it's a possum okay so we next meet our heroes and protagonists from the episode the this nerd kid who's hanging out with his friend roberta i think the kid's called sherman they're just hanging out on the street at night in gotham in this city which is supposed to be riddled with crime but they're just (laughs) chilling out on the street at night time which is fine i guess and he's playing with his junior detective kit yeah his junior detective kit which has you know all these cool detective things like a badge and binoculars and whatnot dave he's he's got the badge he's got the binoculars he's got the yak back yak back he's got the yak back he's got an arnold schwarzenegger soundboard 
in there. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. He's even got a remote control couch. He's got a set of water skis. I think he's ready for action. He's got a bottle of seahorse milk. Oh, he's got a towel. Of course, you can't you can't forget a towel. Nice. So, he's got fly spray. Fly spray, yep. Always always an essential. He's probably got more than one batarang, unlike Batman. Yeah. Only on one. <laughs> this, this nerd kid is already more prepared than Batman is. That's true. I wonder, I wonder if it was a Wayne Industries detective kit. Yeah. So he bought it from... I guess Is that how Batman makes his money? That's because he's, <laughs> he's a billionaire, right? I mean, I guess does he just sell detective kits? Sell detective kits. He's cornered the, de- the junior detective kit market. Yeah, he's, he's got a monopoly on the market. That's how he maintains his persona of having so much money and using the money to buy cool things. I did expect to see Wayne Industries on the side. It's almost a missed opportunity. It's pretty good. I mean, like, they really thought of everything with this episode, didn't they? I'm not sure if the other two kids that show up are their friends or if they're bullies. I think they're because... bullies. They show up and they're doing mm. the classic bully talk, like, oh, what's that you got there? Hey, play they... keep away. Yeah. Cool de- detective kit you got there, Sherwood, or they say, say his name wrong. Sherman's a good name. It's like the tank. Yeah, it is. Like the Sherman tank. Be like a kid named Panzer. That's awesome. That's pretty cool, actually. Village- Have you noticed that the two bullies are the Fonz and Potsy from Happy Days? It's straight up and down Fonzie and Potsy from Happy Days. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, it's got the one kid who's... You know, he's the slightly bigger one who's got, like, the light brown hair. And then the other kid, the, the New York kid, who's, you know, got the co- kind of greaser haircut and, like, you know, cool jacket, I guess. The Penguin really loves the Vulture. There's some really serious romantic entanglement, the Penguin and the Vulture. They are both birds, after all. Have you ever noticed how much the penguin looks like the fat controller? He does, right? Basically just just an evil fat controller with the pointy nose and, and, and less fingers. He only has like three fingers on his hand. Oh, yeah. Inc- including his thumb. <laughs> so not even so like, like a Simpson. Yeah, Simpsons even have more. They have like, you know, three fingers plus a thumb. He's just yeah. got two fingers and a thumb. So. Oh, I didn't notice that. Good pickup. He's, I he does have, know. like, bird, bird hands. Bird hands. He's got claws. Maybe he actually is a bird. Talons. But he's transformed he's into a human. His human version is... Maybe he, he was once a magical penguin that, for some reason, had talons rather than flippers, and then he transformed into human form, and he can't get back. And because his transformation was imperfect, he only has three fingers on each hand. That's his, huh. his lore, his backstory. Do you think maybe... He came out of that that Fabergé egg they stole. Maybe, Maybe there's another there's another penguin inside. Another pe- penguin. This is his long lost son or cousin or brother. <laughs> Who knows? It would definitely be his child because he would. He's the boy penguin, so he would sit on the egg. Yeah. Although I mean, I feel like he'd probably crush it. He's he's a pretty big boy, so. I feel like anything's possible when you have just a new version of Batman. And the, the penguin, for some reason, is American now. He's always been British, and now he's American. Yeah, except for, like, the Danny DeVito 
Batman movies, which we'll never speak of ever again. Danny DeVito as the penguin, literally eating raw fish. So gross. I'd love to see that. Danny DeVito as a penguin, not not the raw fish part. Haven't you ever seen the um the the nineties Batman movies? No, actually, I've never really sat down and watched them. Don't do it to yourself. Roberta mentions that the building is condemned, and says we should probably shouldn't go in there. Sherman just ignores her and runs in, and then she's all like, "Ugh, men." Huh, men. And that perfectly leads to my question, Dave, which is, if this is condemned and the business that was operating there has completely moved out, which was a birdseed business, why is it still full of stock? And why is the power still on to very expensive machines? (laughs) Who even knows, man? Just one of the many questions we have, one of the many inconsistencies (laughs) with this story today. I love it. I guess we're assuming that kids know what they're talking about when they say the building's condemned. Yeah. It might just be a normal building. Yeah, actually. That probably makes more sense. Thankfully, Batman is there to save them and rescue them from a completely unnecessary seed-grinding machine that they just he could just step over. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know why they didn't just roll off this fairly slow-moving conveyor belt. I mean, I guess maybe they were high up and they didn't <laughs> want to drop down onto the ground. I mean, but still, <laughs> dropping down to the ground and potentially breaking a leg is better than going into a seed grinder and definitely dying, but whatever. I, I love that the kids... The I love that the kids are the heroes of the episode, yet if it wasn't for them, nothing ever would have gone wrong for Batman. <laughs> yeah, they just interfere and make things worse. Batman has to swing in and save them, which... He funnily enough does so by weaponizing birdseed, dropping a whole bunch of it from the roof, which somehow gets on top of Penguin and his like and his cronies, and so they're like trapped under this big mountain of birdseed. Well, it actually makes sense that he's weaponized the birdseed at this point because we know that he's dropped the one batarang that he's ever owned. <laughs> he has to. He's, he has he's to, has make to really resort to birdseed. Using the environment to his advantage. Very smart. Shoot the red barrel. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dave, Batman has one weakness, and that is a single fart bomb thrown by the penguin. His 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 umbrella is, I guess, his version of the bat belt, like the utility belt. It's got everything mm. in it. It's got everything in his umbrella. It's basically his one, like, um, Swiss Army knife type thing. It's got everything in his magical umbrella. That's a great pickup. That's a that's a really nice parallel to Batman's utility belt and to the junior detective kit. Like every every leading character has uh, like a resource kit at their disposal. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense that the villains would have one too, so I think Batman is Elon Musk. Because that actually makes sense. Because the Batmobile is a self driving Tesla. Oh, wow. I think we're onto something here. Tune in, guys, for next week's podcast when we'll be chatting with Elon Musk. Pulling off the mask with Elon Musk. We'll be un- unmasking the Musk. <laughs> <laughs> also, also um, a dank meme lord. Possibly even greater than myself. The world's greatest inventor. The Batmobile will deliver your Uber Eats.
when Batman's not on call. And oh. the Batmobile has got some really cool feature. Sherman activates like rockets and a 5G antenna. And then like a little gas. Batman also has a gas canister that shoots fart COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19, yeah. But we know what this really is. What Batman what? has been dosed with. It's a case of Ligma. Oh, of course, it's, it's, it's the Ligma once again. We've seen Ligma cause great devastation in Star Trek. It's been around for so long, hasn't it? We've seen it turn university students into prehistoric ape men. But not even the Batman can resist the polluting powers of Ligma. Ligma, it's a silent killer. See your doctor. If you or your family feel any of the effects of Ligma, please speak to a health professional immediately. Pub- public ser- service announcement. Yeah. This is a public service <laughs> announcement. This fart bomb, everyone seems to be immune to, though. So, the penguin has better fart bombs than Batman has. Yeah, I guess that's one point to the penguin. One point away from the penguin, his goons don't have weapons. Yeah, they charge in... They charge at the Batmobile... And then, you know, the kids release the gas, which starts choking them, and then they close the roof, and then they're just hitting the top of the Batmobile with their fists, because that's going to work. The Penguin didn't spend his budget wisely, (laughs) and all he could afford was two unarmed goons. These guys are capable of stealing the Fabergé Yoshi egg from an incredibly well-protected facility... (laughs) With these space-age uh, gravity-defying tools that they can't afford. <laughs> a pistol. <laughs> Not even like State. a, you know, like a metal baton or something. I don't know. Or a baseball bat with some Literally barbed wire wrapped bat. around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Penguin didn't do so well this time. Well, the kids were there to ruin everything, but thankfully they were also there to... Rescue Batman. Yeah, which they somehow do by sheer luck, by just sort of mashing the controls of the car, eventually closing the roof. It's basically Tekken. They just button mash. Yeah, and they get there somehow. Seriously, man, this episode, Penguin stole the show for me. Yeah? His voice acting is pretty funny. He uses all these old-timey speak and old-timey like insults, which is super great to listen to. That probably is the benefit of having an American-voiced penguin in this case yeah that he can do these old time radio announcer type burns super great really adds to it you kind of expect him to turn around and go um the cat's meow the bee's knees see Sherman forces Batman to drink a glass of water, which is quite I thought, nice. I thought but... it was milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> it was white, so I thought it was milk. I mean, I I guess it was... Maybe it was milk. I assumed it was Maybe water. It was. Who gives yeah, a sick is... person milk? I don't know. That's it's... insane. It's the logic of this episode, I guess. He did but... have seahorse milk in that detective kit. That's true. And also, milk is good for your bones, so... <laughs> gotta gotta um, rejuvenate your cal- calcium levels. 
It's not the first time we've seen this on the show where someone is in dire need of medical assistance and they just get a completely insufficient amount of support. <laughs> you, the, the first thing I'd give that guy is a paracetamol. Yeah. I'll be like, looks, yeah. Batman, do you need a coffee? <laughs> just just wake him up, you know? But, I you put know, him I on the couch. I gave him milk. a glass of water. What more could you possibly do for a person? <laughs> Really, he's really gone above and beyond this kid to just put him on the couch and give him a glass of milk. He is literally the greatest martial artist in the entire world, and he's comatose (laughs) from being hit by a stink bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this would be like Toy Story when when the mother appears at the top of the stairwell. Like in, in Toy Story 1, how they never showed the mother's face. I thought she'd be a mystery the whole time. That that was that moment was kind of funny though because she shows up. She's all like, "Oh, Sherman, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, nothing, mom. We're just in the basement." This kid. I I tell the mom she could get him some paracetamol and some green cordial or something. When I was a kid, my mom would give me green cordial when I was sick. I don't know yes. why. Secure all. Maybe some pineapple juice, very high in antioxidants. That's true. Actually, this struck me as a little bit odd as well. Um, I I see how it forwards the plot. The kids had cleverly covered the Batmobile in cardboard boxes to hide it. Yes, cardboard <laughs> boxes. Just, despite, like, parking it quite neatly alongside their house, and the mother doesn't seem to notice that there's, like, a, a, a car huge size, pile of, <laughs> a pile of boxes. pile of boxes. Whatever. Another day in Gotham City. The other two kids who I am going to refer to as Fonzie and Potsy are throwing bricks at those cardboard boxes. Because when they showed up with a brick and then... Sherman's mom walks past. They kind of hide it and act all guilty, and they're like, "Oh, oh, hi, hi, Miss Sherman. Great, great weather we're having, isn't it?" So I, I assumed they were going to do something sort of bad and throw the brick through a window or something, but then they just innocently, innocently throw the brick at the boxes. They're really bad at being bullies. Yeah, I mean, they're really third-rate bullies. Bully level one, and despite it being the most iconic vehicle ever made that people probably have seen in their own city and see on the news regularly. <laughs> They're like, the Batmobile? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, whose car is this? Oh, oh, it's it's my uncle's. How the heck did the Vulture find them? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it has, it has tracking skills. It has mad tracking skills. All that stands between this supervillain and being able to kill his enemy, which is his goal, is one domestic home and four children who have not even had a home alone <laughs> style amount of time to prepare, right? Yeah. This should be the easiest, the easiest heist ever. He's brought two goons so good that they've just like stolen an incredibly valuable, priceless object from a museum. Yeah. This should be just an absolute walk in the park, absolute cakewalk. But they are concerned that the front door is locked. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then the, the 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 penguin he speaks in like a riddle, some kind of riddle, saying that oh this this door won't stop us. And then he uses his umbrella once again to shoot gas inside the lock, which somehow makes the door knob <laughs> fall off the door. Why does a they... fart bomb? Why does a fart bomb unlock the door? <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess he's got like multi-purpose gas or something in there. Oh, maybe it's, so it's like great. maybe it's like a lubricant for locks to make them so loose that they fall off the door. 
given that he's the penguin, okay, the the theme of his episode is kind of bird-centric, right? He gets an egg, which birds lay. Yeah. His super weapon is a vulture, also a bird. He yep. is hiding out in a bird seed factory. Wouldn't it make more sense that he opens the door with a crowbar? <laughs> You'd think so, right? Wouldn't that just be the obvious thing to do? <laughs> and then instead of fighting Batman, they just break things. They just break everything in the house for absolutely no yeah. reason whatsoever. <laughs> they completely yeah, he forget in, their purpose. And, he, and he's like, oh, breaking this house can only improve it. So was, you know, so I guess now he's being classist and, you know, insulting this single mother. He's probably doing her best. You know, she's doing her best, I'm sure. You know, he's, he's basically ripping on their furniture and saying their house sucks. It's a two-story house with a basement. It's not it's, tiny. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good size, especially in, you know, a big city where people probably have small apartments. And he's been living in a condemned birdseed factory. Yeah, I really don't think he's one to talk. The kids also have their own stink bombs and and some sort of, like, nunchuck ropes that tie the baddies up. Yeah, which, even though they barely had a couple of minutes, like, they somehow rig up, like you said, like a Home Alone-style trap, which is consists of, like, some kind of tripwire. One of Penguin's goonies gets into, gets tied up, and then he's sort of hopping around. I was kind of hoping for matchbox cars or marbles on the ground for them to step on or bits of Lego for them to hurt their feet. Yeah, that would be the, the ultimate weapon is the Lego. It's weaponized Lego. But unsurprisingly, Dave, four small children cannot stand against three grown men. <laughs> Big surprise. And we reach the climax of the episode as the penguin is face to face with his defeated foe, Batman. Yeah, Batman. It's, it's all over. Passed it's all over for Batman. Couch. Yeah, this is it here. How 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 great was the weird blade that came out of his umbrella? Yeah, like the end of it sort of pops out and like four blades sort of pop out and spin like a propeller, which I guess he's going to use to cut Batman's throat. He's going to eat Batman. Dave, this is literally how you get coronavirus. Oh, you know, I just thought of something. Maybe what if the penguin was actually the good guy? He was trying to stop. Whoa. He was trying to stop the bat, which started everything, supposedly. And he was trying to feed him to his vulture. Okay, that would have been fine. Yeah, because a vulture is probably okay. Yeah, a vulture would be fine. So the show is portraying him as the villain, even though he's actually the good guy. So your argument is that... Batman does have COVID-19 as a, as a bat, and that by defeating Batman, the Penguin is actually protecting the entire world. Yeah. How did we miss this? I don't know. I guess we were too focused on him stealing a priceless egg for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it is a Yoshi egg. It is pretty significant. After they had got Batman with the stink bomb... There was actually no need to go after Batman any further. 
Uh, that is to say, he could have gone on, sold that egg, been rich, just got out of there. Mission accomplished. Yeah, but I guess he wanted to have his cake and eat it too, getting rid of his problem once and for all, I suppose. In a shocking surprise, Batman was actually awake. He catches the umbrella and breaks the blades. Breaks the blades. What a powerhouse. And then he pushes Penguin with his hand. I bet the Penguin wishes he'd brought more than two goons and actually given them weapons now. It's like, oh no, you stopped my two random goons that I just paid $10 off the street to come and work for me. What a surprise. <laughs> They're pretty shredded. He might have just got them from the gym. That's true. I mean, they're, they're muscly, but they're really not too smart, as they've shown throughout the episode. But penguins are much harder fight for Batman for some reason. Even yeah, though even though like he's a fraction of the size fat, of these guys. That old guy. <laughs> but I, apparently, I guess he's pretty fit because, you know, he was kind of, Batman was kind of struggling with him a little bit. He overpowers him eventually. You know, as usual, Batman saves the day, but not without a fight. Well, I think you missed the very important part where it descends into a sword fight, but Batman fights using a screwdriver. Using, yeah, he picks up a flathead or maybe a Phillips head. I think it was a flathead <laughs> screwdriver. I think it was a flathead. <laughs> and and Penguin once again uses his trusty umbrella, but he pulls off like the umbrella bit and it just turns into like a sword. So he's they, got like they, his umbrella sword versus Batman's flathead screwdriver. They really fight like penguin is better than batman here yeah i mean maybe he's he like just, a fencer or something i don't know he should just use another fart bomb yeah that would have worked it worked the first time but thankfully batman has saved the day yep once again saved the day do you want to talk about how sherman's mum has the hots for batman well no that was so that was funny So he's, like, trying to hook Batman up with his mum, I guess. Batman, sh- well, Bruce Wayne should date the mum, and then Sherman can become Robin. And then you'd be adding another bird to this story. Yeah, that makes sense. In a very positive finale, we see that the bullies are now working for Sherman, Sherman's detective agency. Does that make Sherman a villain? It really does raise that point, because now they're just willing to work for him, even though they kind of hated him at the start of the episode. I guess happy end. Yay. Has he learned from Batman or has he learned from the Penguin? Yeah. Makes sense. The bullies aren't too smart. They obviously didn't recognize the the very (laughs) recognizable Batmobile. (laughs) And, but they're, you know, obviously kind of big. So the kid is, yeah, he's becoming the Penguin. So how old would this kid be? Like maybe 10-ish? Maybe, I was, I was thinking, yeah, 11, 12 maybe. It would be really great if in like five seasons time there was a super villain named Sherman who tried to kill Batman. <laughs> and the, the whole reason he's angry is because Bat- Batman didn't get together with his mom, and he didn't or have ma- a bat dad. Or maybe he wants to be the world's greatest detective and the only way to do it is to kill the Batman. Yeah, because the Batman's the only detective greater than him. We've poked a lot of holes in this, a lot of which could have been fixed, but it is pretty tough to do that when you've got a really short time to tell 
what's supposed to be an interesting story. Yeah, it's just a 24, 25 minute episode type thing. So, and it was it was a bit of fun. I did enjoy watching this one. Yeah, this one this wasn't a terrible episode to watch. It was it's just a funny '90s cartoon. It's a way of being smug and superior. They're ignorant, stupid, and narcissistic. He's pushed it too far this time, man. They learnt nothing. Self-righteous life forms who are eager to prosecute, to judge anything they don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. What? What? What did you say? What the? Sorry. What? Ah. Dave. It's the highlight of our show when, with ignorant prejudice, we consider what the entire series must have been about with only the single episode for reference. So, Dave, okay. tell me. Tell me, what is Batman the Animated Series really about? Batman kind of shows up at the start, does some cool stuff, but then is kind of basically absent for the majority of the episode until the end when he swing, swoops back in and saves the day last minute this happens every episode he he shows that he's capable does some cool fighting stuff but then just sort of disappears for half the episode lets everyone sort of deal with some issues and then sweeps in at the end of right at the end of the episode last few minutes to save the day he's a protagonist who's not there in his own episode so is batman more an absent father type or is he more of a goku type well, I mean, Goku is an absent father, right? <laughs> so you've got me there. <laughs> as I said, yes, he is a Goku. He's he's capable of fighting, but disappears. He only shows up at the last moment once everyone shows else up. has died. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Batman is Goku. All right, my turn. Yep, go for it. Batman the animated series is about a single guy called Batman in a small town called Gotham. There's a lot of love in Gotham. Penguins dating vultures. Mums having the hots for Batman. It's a hotbed of pleasure and romance. Week to week, Batman will come up against underprepared clumsy idiots who somehow beat him to an inch of his life with either incredibly bizarre or no weapons. Is that what it's about? Or does it star Sherman? our young detective, sharpening his skills as he builds a street-based gang empire in the suburbs, which will someday rival the other supervillains in a fight vying for supremacy. Only time will tell. Oh, I like that. I like your version more, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my friend, is a summary of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, crack the case like the detectives we are. Well, Dave, I've enjoyed this one. and Yeah, me too. What do you think we should watch next week? We'll be watching The X-Files, Season 7, Episode 13, First Person Shooter. The X-Files, what, the, what, what could they possibly ever do wrong? I know, right? It's, that, was, that was a good show, wasn't it? I want to believe. Dave, I've really enjoyed pulling apart uh, Batman in my basement with you. We have a special thanks, as always, to give to Headshot to the Heart and Scott Buckley Music for our audio. And Dave, uh, happy roughing the diamonds to you. Happy roughing the diamonds to you as well, mate. I'm Nathan, and you can contact me on Twitter at Good Jibes Only. And I'm David. 
and you can contact me at Rough in the Diamonds Memes on Facebook and Instagram. I got Batman in my basement just for you. Go to little squares and say, How do you do? <laughs> Sorry, I just love that so much. It's so dumb, but I love it. <laughs>